Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. I'm your host, Tia, and today I will be interviewing Aaron Dalla Villa, who I believe is on the line right now. Is this you, Aaron? Uh, it is me. I am on the line. Awesome, awesome. And I do apologize. I really hope that I pronounced your name correctly there. You were perfect with it. You know, people have called me Dalavala, Dalavilla, Diabia. You said it right. Oh, yes. <laughs> that always makes me happy. I hate mispronouncing names. So it's, it's one of those things where if I do mispronounce it, it is never intentional. But yes, awesome. Um, thank you again for joining us today. First of all, I have to say, well, first of all, I have to ask, how are you during this crazy time that we live in right now? You know, I'm actually doing really well. Um, and part of me hates to admit that. Um, this has been a time for creative growth for me. Uh, most of my projects were shot before COVID, and a lot of exciting things are in the works. Oh, well, you know what, though? I'm happy to hear that. I've interviewed some people who are kind of, you know, uh, stagnant right now. So it's great that you are taking the time to really just kind of flex your creative juices. And I particularly was interested in speaking with you because it seems like you have a nice little horror background. Uh, Your horror films Pledge and Trip are both on Hulu right now. And I believe the beginning of this month, uh, your film Immortal came out where Mm -hmm. you starred alongside Tony Todd. First of all, I have actually spoke to Tony Todd about a year ago. He's great. How was that for you to work alongside someone who's pretty much a horror legend? I, I, I wish I could say I starred along Tony Todd. I was in a different segment of the film. It's an anthology film. I was in the last part. I did have a scene opposite Dylan Baker, though. So, unfortunately, I didn't star with Tony Todd. I worked with Dylan Baker. Oh, all right. Well, how was that for you? <laughs> uh, it was it was absolutely incredible, actually, to to uh, work with Dylan and, and an actor of his magnitude uh, and to see the way he uh, handles the scenes. And I can't That's wait. So Don't get me wrong. I can't wait to work with Tony Todd as well. So. <laughs> I have to say that's so interesting, an anthology movie. So walk me through that. How was that for you filming that? And could you tell us about your character, Kyle, and what Kyle goes through in your segment of the film? My my part is a very, very simple part. Um, I play the class clown of the, of the segment uh, in which the character Dylan Baker is sort of my teacher. No, he is my teacher in school. And I'm the class clown. And through our back and forth, it reveals the philosophy of his character's um, overall concept of the world and also preaches to a larger concept of what the whole movie is about. 
Uh, it's about immortality, and specifically ours. It's also about how do you know that someone isn't as wicked as they are if they don't come off wicked. So someone mm. as unassuming as a school teacher or as a doctor or lawyer, these upstanding people, does every bad person have to drive flashy cars and wear hip clothing? So That's so interesting. Um, was it that aspect of the script that made you want to be a part of this project, sort of that, as you said, that commentary of the – who really has that sort of wickedness in them? The writing. It was absolutely the writing that drew me in and the story that I said, because um, I originally auditioned for Rob's other film, Yes, and he said, you're not right for this part, but I have something else for you that you're right for. And I read the scene with An Immortal with Kyle, and I said, oh, this is perfect. I could, I could play this character for days. That's amazing. Yeah, and also uh, bringing not, up the Lord of the Flies and sorry, uh, bringing up the Lord of the Flies and such. Uh, and I had to read that in high school, and that's brought in as well that philosophy of what happened. You know, we all know what happened in the Lord of the Flies, uh, sort of dog eat dog kind of thing. Um, so that's brought up as well. So that that intrigues me. I have to go in a different direction for a second because I am so curious as an actor, how does that feel to be told when you're, say, auditioning for something that you aren't, say, the right fit for what you're auditioning for? Great question. Uh, And I think it brings up how so many people, actors, suffer with the anxiety of, oh, I have to get this part. This part is everything. This is everything to me. It has to be perfect. No, it's out of your control. It really is. Your job as an actor is to show up, do your best work on every audition you get, and let it go. Because, you know, a lot of the time, you're going to get rejected. Most of the time, you get rejected. So people see all the jobs I've done. They don't know the magnitude of jobs that I've auditioned for that I haven't gotten. So you just have to let it go and let go of that because something down the line will be right for you. So it's learning to let go of that rejection. And that's why a lot of people quit early because they can't handle the rejection. But it's not about you. It's really not. It's just one of those things where you have to keep at it, um, which is totally understandable. That's the, I think that you can apply that to um, any sort of job search. I guess people just kind of get this, uh, you know, they they give up after a little while of seeing they're rejected so many times. But for you, have you seen with this whole pandemic thing, I mean, are you going on auditions? Are there a lot of Zoom auditions? Because I know that's, like, the big thing now. I haven't received any Zoom auditions. Uh, it, is the, it is the big thing now. I received a callback for a Zoom last week. All my auditions have been either voiceover, because I'm also in the voiceover game, or self-tape on camera. So I'll send off a self-tape to people. And I actually booked something that I'm shooting in L.A. in October, unless it gets canceled because of COVID. So, well, yeah, I hope it currently does, then. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I've been, I've been, you know, i got to say I've been really fortunate to audition a lot during this time. 
that's amazing. But I like to hear that though, because there are so many people who are say out of work that to hear someone actually still working and active is amazing. So going back to Immortal and Pledge and Trick, these are horror movies. I mean, were you always a huge fan of horror or is it something that you kind of just fell into these sort of, uh, these sort of movies? I was never a fan of horror. I wasn't allowed to watch horror growing up, you know, but, but I, fell into it and it's so funny I'm from a very religious conservative family and my some my, my dad will never watch any most of my work actually or some of my family and I fell into it and I found that it was a genre that I really enjoyed working in particularly because the choices I can make are much bigger than what I think I can get away with in other movies Wait, that's so hilarious. I'm sorry, but um, it's so polar opposite. Would you say that doing this is slightly a form of rebellion, uh, considering that you weren't really allowed to watch these sort of films that now you participate in? Well, let me just show. So, yeah, inherently uh, it's me being like, you know, I I was growing up, I was controlled. I wasn't allowed to play these video games. I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter. I wasn't allowed to watch these kind of movies. And then when I got on my own, I said, I'm going to read Harry Potter. And I'm going to watch these movies and play these games and stuff. So in a way, yeah, it is that sort of, um, I don't think it's intentional, but it is that rebellion, I think, uh, unintentionally. That's great, though. Um, so I was able to look at your, say, IMDb before we got on the phone with each other, which I know is not always, say, correct. So I see that you do have a, a 2020 TV movie called Upcode. Could you uh, tell us anything about that? Yeah. So Upcode was, I think, earlier this year. And it was just this one-off, someone was looking for this character to play in something that was shooting tomorrow. I got it off Facebook. Someone reached out to me. I said, what's the role? They said, oh, you play some sort of, um, uh, not not really advisor, you're in a boardroom with people who work for an insurance firm. So you're more of a white-collar kind of job. And I said, I've never done that before. Let's do it. So I did it, and next thing I know, it's premiering at all these festivals currently. You know, it premiered at Dances with Films, among other places as well. So that's another thing, and the creator, um, they, he wants to bring me back and expand my role if we move forward. That's amazing. Um, I really hope that that happens, and certainly um, – hope that that comes to fruition and you also have another project that I know that your agent wanted us to talk about and it's called Alpha Rift which is really cool because you star in it alongside Lance Henriksen now I hope I got his last name right there but how uh, how was that for you? (laughs) Well I mean to work with Lance 
who is a literal legend in the genre field, um, for one, was just absolutely incredible. And to do a soup, it's a superhero movie. It's a PG-13 superhero movie that I play a Marty McFly who runs a comic book shop who uh, worships this comic book. You know, he well, not worship, but he's a fan of this comic book. And it turns out that the comic book legend is real, and he has to accept his destiny to become a medieval knight and fight off this age-old demon. That is incredible. I mean, that's such a fun role to play, and I think so many people are going to like it. It was just uh, – it's really cool, man. I'm just I'm, – I'm over the moon. I'm really – I really am. That's so cool. I love hearing that. So because you have this character who, as you said, it's funny you mentioned that Martin McFly, which is definitely nostalgic for, say, the 80s. Would you say that it hits those sort of nostalgic factors? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I wish I was I just got off another interview Um and he asked, what's your dream role reboot? And I said, it would be Back to the Future. But I think they're in talks for Tom Holland right now for Back to the Future. Personally, I think Back to the Future is perfect. I don't, there's some Hollywood movies, don't remake it. It's done. It's perfect the way it is, you know. But, yes, it definitely hits those nostalgic 90s sort of, uh, sort of uh, things in Alpha Rift. So what is it you mentioned about there are certain Hollywood projects that should never be remade. So what is your stance on the Princess Bride? Because there were, there were rumors apparently for a while that the studios wanted to remake that. And I know that so many people came forward to say, no, do not do this, which I know they did sort of like a parody kind of remake for Quibi, but I don't really count that. <laughs> yeah, I would, don't do it. Don't 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 do it. There are movies you there are movies that you can remake and there are movies that you don't touch. Don't touch it. Yeah, this is classic. This is classic. I ruined everyone's childhood, you know. No. Oh, believe me, I know. I see all these Disney movies getting remade. I'm like, ah, my childhood here. But um, Aaron, so oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, they're banking on your nostalgia, but they're not, oh, it's, oh, there are movies that, like you said, there are movies that are made. Don't touch them. Just leave them alone and let it be. I agree. I 100% agree. Every time I hear about a new one, I'm like, just show, and I have friends who are saying, oh, well, it's for a new generation. I say, just show your kids the, the ones that we grew up with. They're still great. But I right. it, doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But in this project where you are in this, like, sort of superhero world, so that begs the question, of course, since we are Geek Vibes Nation, I have to ask the geeky question. Um, would you ever want to be in one of these, say, Marvel or DC uh, movies? 100% yes. Who do you think you would want to play? I mean, if if they don't get too played out, I'd want to play some version of Spider-Man. I'd want to play uh, 
obviously, you know, people would love to play the Joker, Green Goblin, Loki, etc. Uh, I think it'd be really fun to play Robin or Dick Grayson, you know, Nightwing. Ooh. Um, yeah, I think that would be really fun. I'm I'm concerned, though, that Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to be, he's going to come off more like Nightwing than Batman, but we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I would love to play a Robin or Dick Grayson character, um, some version of Spider-Man, Something with Wolverine in there, you know? Maybe Dakin? That would be kind of fun. Like a younger Dakin. You know, he was the kind of Wolverine's son who was like this super rebellious guy. Um, those just, those just oh, that would be a fun one. Yeah, they just seem, superhero movies just seem fun to me. It just seems like a blast to do. And, of course, you want to do a superhero movie. It's a, it's a superhero. There are people, I was thinking about this earlier, there are people who are dying of cancer who literally their dying wish is to meet Captain America, is to meet Chris Evans, you know, is to meet these people who are these actors who are playing these roles. And to be that source of inspiration for someone, that's – I mean imagine that, that you inspire someone that much and their dying wish is to meet you, a regular human being, just because you play a certain role. That's a that's a um, that's a that's why as actors we kind of when you're in those positions have to high, hold ourselves to a higher standard of respect because that's a big task to take on that you, you that someone is so inspired with you that they're willing to uh, spend their final moments meeting you. That is something. It's it's funny I ask actors that question. Um, and, of course, most people say that they would want to be in uh, these sort of movies, but I never get, say, that addition to the response, and I love that. It's really true, and I, to me, I think there's act- there are some actors and some directors who say that they don't want to touch the superhero genre with a 10-foot pole, and I say, why? It just looks like it's great. It looks like it's so much fun, but I love the Dick Grayson um, comment. That is always the character, and they have him in a TV show, but not in a movie sort of role. So who knows? Even though I would say that uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, to me, seems very much like Daredevil. Uh, not for mm, nothing, but hey, yeah, you never know yeah, what to have. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so violent. That's what yeah, I thought. I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, my gosh, Batman wasn't this violent before. No, he's definitely bringing the violence, which, uh, not for nothing, Aaron, would be great for uh, the type of roles that you have been in. You could definitely bring that. Um, but yeah. I did, <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say, so I was told that you are also a musician, which is really cool when you have someone who's kind of a dual talent there. I mean, mm-hmm. they are – I. They are different, but, I mean, what kind of draws you to being, say, both an actor but also wanting to be in the music field? You know, music before acting, before dance, music was my first love. And I started playing the tenor saxophone in middle school and high school and uh, in jazz band, and I was drawn to classical and jazz music. 
and it's always been in my body. And when COVID hit, with having voiceover to rely on uh, acting-wise, I had some more free time to create something, and I've been sitting on lyrics in my computer for years now. And I said, why don't I finally put these thoughts out? Why don't I finally use the time that I was in a boy band? <laughs> you know, I really I was in a boy band. Um, for, you know, crafting. Why don't I finally put it out into the world? And that's what sort of prompted me to put the music out there. And then people liked it. So I've got another song dropping next week, September 18th. Oh, wow. Um, what's the name of that song and where can we find it? So um, I'm available on all platforms right now, Spotify, uh, all of the other platforms. I have cons- I have a track called Conspiracy and Demon Killer. Those are currently out. The third track that's coming out next week, September 18th, is called Bring It, and it's a collaboration with Paul Anthony and Full Force. That's awesome. Um, when you kind of see your career, say, 10 years down the line, do you see it as, say, an actor, or do you see it as a musician, or why restrict it to one or the other? Why restrict it to one or the other? Definitely. I would say primarily it's acting, um, but definitely why restrict it to one or the other? Uh, I foresee myself doing a biopic of a famous musician. Ooh. Who would you who would you want to play? That's interesting. Jim Morrison. Oh, that'd be so interesting. Mhm. That would be great. Jim Morrison. I love Billy Billy Joel too. Oh yeah. Oh god, two greats in the music field that I have either of them even had a biopic. I don't even think so. They have not. They have not. Well, you know what? We're putting it into the universe, and definitely we are that putting is something that we need it. <laughs> um, Aaron, before we wrap up here, first of all, you have been amazing. I love your energy that you have brought to this interview. Um, what is it that, for those who are listening, they need to look at most with your work? Um, first, I just want to say thank you to, to you and to everyone who is interested in my work. It really means a lot when people, uh, take the time to watch my work. That means, that means a lot to me. Stay up to date with me because, uh, I'm, I'm not stopping. I'm a go-getter and I'm going to keep going after this dream that I have. Stay up to date with me. Follow me on my socials uh, at Aaron Della Villa. You can find me on all the social media channels. I'm most active on Instagram for all the career updates, et cetera. That's amazing. Aaron, thank you again. Please, everyone, make sure that you check uh, Aaron out, as he said, on all of the social media platforms. And please make sure that you check out Immortal and all of your horror movie movies that are currently on Hulu and your music with your latest single dropping next week, uh, September 18th. Aaron, thanks again. I hope that you stay safe out there and good luck with all of your auditions and uh, whenever this pandemic actually ends. (laughs) You too, Tia. I hope you stay safe and um, I think we're going to make a full rebound.
Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. All right, everyone, please make sure that you check Aaron out. He was a joy. I, You never know what you're going to get when you interview these actors, but he certainly has amazing charisma and personality. So please make sure that you check him out, as well as checking out his movie Immortal um, and his single, as I said, that comes out next week. And please make sure that you check us out, com. We have a link to all of our social media platforms where you can find the latest in news, TV show reviews, movie reviews, opinion pieces, and all that that is in between. Um, and everyone, please stay safe out there during this whole pandemic because it is not ended yet. And make sure you wear a mask. So this is Tia, and we will catch you next time. Bye.